Well, overnight, Football Federation Australia announced that they've put together a special advisory panel called the Starting Eleven, comprising of what they have classified as the best and most learned football minds in the country to debate and discuss the growth and development of Australian football. And here to discuss some reaction with me now is Craig Foster, SBS Chief Football Analyst. Foz, uh, it's been widely received uh, pretty well, you'd have to say, by the Australian football community, but I'd love to get your thoughts and reaction to the news. Well, as you know, I'm always really pleased to see our former players involved in the game. Um, and, you know, some of the players who, are, who, are, who have committed to this um, haven't been involved for a long time. Um, but the question I have is, that's great, but there are broader problems here. So, you know, last week there was a discussion around reform. And, you know, some of the great players of the game, which was fabulous, started to get really active and vocal around what, you know, many of the issues that Australian football is facing. Uh, and some of those were around the fundamental governance and, and reforming the game. And we had a discussion around, you know, this, this sense of history and, and the repeating cycle that's gone on and how governance and the actual structure of the game in many ways encourages that. And so my question is, um, you know, what is the most important aspect right now? Is it technical and youth development? Or is it actually, as many people have rightly said, you know, this, this is kind of a reset opportunity and a reset button now, actually for all of sport. But for football, is definitely the case. An opportunity to reassess where everything is at, to look at the alignments um, and to look at the governance structure of the game and assess what is best practice what is the optimal model for football to go forward and football's very rarely had that opportunity the reason it's so important is because that opportunity has always had to be forced on the game through great tremendous stresses so you know we talked about uh, the Stewart report and you know which which was just an extraordinary uh, time of great um, uh, introspection in the game, um, of inspection from uh, an independent inquiry that was government intervention into, in, into conduct of people actually in the game. Uh, and then, of course, um, you know, near bankruptcy of the game uh, in the early part of this century. So it had to go through these incredible, uh, incredibly tense moments where a lot of people had to advocate for significant change to make it happen. And those things almost kind of tore the, part, tore the game apart in some ways. And now this is an, an external factor. You know, this pandemic has come in and really, you know, thrown a lot of things up in the air. And it's given people the time to, one, just reflect and pause and contemplate where, you know, they're at, where their career's at, uh, and, and the things they love, like football. And to really reflect on, you know, what's happened in the last 20 years, not just the last 10 or 15 and, and you know, last 30, 40, and what the game needs. So, the, you know, last week that discussion was much broader. And now, uh, you know, these players have uh, committed to a committee just on youth development. So my question is, does that mean that there's no uh, imprimatur, there's no um, motivation? there's no momentum for broader reform of the game because we've had many of these committees before, um, clearly, um, you know, it's not new, it's just a new group of people. And, you know, in many of those committees, it's questionable what they've actually produced. And I say again, I love all of these former players being involved, but I have said in recent years as well, that it's about time that players stop just sitting on committees 
and started to realise that, you know, they, they should be playing a much more substantive role in the game. Okay, and that means decision making, because why are these committees needed now to review all of the youth development again? Well, we had a, one of these a couple of years ago. We had a technical review by the last technical director, uh, which was another panel of around 10 people, to my understanding. Right? Um, Rob Sherman had his own technical review as well. We just went through one. And so you're coming now again to another one. Like, how many do you need? What the players are, you know, my preference would be that all of these great players actually sat back and asked, why do we keep getting asked to go on all of these committees? Like, what is the underlying problem? Why, why can we not make the right decisions and just continue on a reasonable trajectory, whether it's youth development or otherwise? That's the real issue here. Um, and so just, you know, every, you know, whilst in many ways it's good to see, um, you know, every couple of years having another committee is not the solution. No. And the solution is, is looking at the, the actual structure of the game. So how do we start to address that with the use of these individuals that have been put on the board? And for those that don't know, I'll just let you know that they will serve an initial two-year term on a voluntary basis as well. And they are Mark Viduka, Josip Skorkot, Claire Polkinghorn, Ron Smith, Mark Bosnich, Paul O'Con, Frank Farina, Heather Garriock, Vicky Linton, Joey Peters and Connie Selby. Now, some truly experienced uh, individuals there to offer great insight, Foz. But the great question that I have is how much of their input is actually going to be put to good use? Uh, because we've seen, as you mentioned before, that we've had previous panels. In 2016, Stan Lazaridis, former Matilda Kim Schaefer, as well as Ron Smith, again were inducted onto this Football Development Committee, of which we heard not much about, unfortunately. So, you know, my greatest concern is, well, they can give all the great insight that they have to offer, but is it actually going to be adopted by Football Federation Australia? And is this one of those things that's been employed to placate the growing outcry and concerns over the direction of the game and the outpouring of support for these former players to be involved in the game? Is it a way to just bring them in without really bringing them in? Well, it historically has been, yes. And, and that's why I've continued to say that the players should have to at some point decide that just sitting on voluntary committees is not enough for them. I mean, that is an incredibly esteemed panel. Uh, you know, the, the experience, you know, Joey Peters, um, you know, and, uh, and, you know, Connie Selby has a huge amount of experience, um, you know, decades in the game. Um, and, and, you know, Josip Skoko and all these guys. And Josip is actively involved in youth development as well. And, of course, Ron Smith and also it's really a steam group. And, and that's wonderful in itself. However, um, the point is that the game keeps going in cycles and keeps bringing players or esteemed people in the game onside alongside um, to, uh, uh, to make recommendations uh, to a subcommittee of the actual board to then make recommendations to the board to then move forward. And what players have been saying for, for really decades is that they need to have more substantive input into the game. Uh, and this is not it. What they need to do is be in positions of influence and utilise their experience at the decision-making level, right? at the front line, if you like. Okay, so that's my message to the players. Um, and, you know, what players have, what's happened, you know, for many, many decades is that players have been co-opted into these committees. And once, you know, once they're on a committee, 
making some contribution, whatever that is, you know, that makes it more difficult for them. Firstly, they tend to be really focused on that and, and sometimes aren't absorbing the broader issues. And other times, you know, it makes it more difficult for them to advocate for what the game really needs. And, you know, the last three weeks or so, what's interesting to me is recently there's been this kind of mood for broader reform, uh, certainly in a lot of the voices in the game, whether that's from journalists or players or, and fans. Uh, and I think they all need to be careful just to make sure that this is in itself maybe worthwhile. I would prefer that these players had, had a, a more direct role, nevertheless. But there are bigger picture issues here. And how is the game going to get itself completely aligned? Um, how is the game going to overcome, you know, its historic problems and come to an independent system of governance where everyone is working together from top to bottom and where all of these myriad issues everyone knows can be solved? Uh, and, you know, when is that going to happen? Is this the time now or it's not the time? Because if the only issue now is youth development, then the game really has learned nothing because we've done all this before. We've done this many, many, many times. It's just a different panel, an outstanding one, but just a different panel. As we look to wrap up, Foz, um, I'd love to hear from you what you think the next course of action really should be, because ultimately we are in a position, as we've said multiple times, to be able to reset and take a look at the sport holistically and decide what needs to be fixed from top to bottom. But it seems as though we're not taking the, the right steps towards that reform that you're mentioning there. What do we need to start looking at? first and foremost, before we start branching out and developing all of these committees, because it seems as though we're getting emails every other week about a new committee has been developed to look at, you know, the national second division about promotion relegation. Um, you know, we'd never really hear much information coming out of these committees forging together. But what should we really be looking at tackling in Australian football going forward in these next few months? Well, it's the governance that should be looked at immediately. Um, and it's the, it's the system of the game, it's the structure of the game from top to bottom. Um, is it optimal? No, it's not. It never has been. And so every 10 years or so, we put some band-aids on it and we create agreements and we create, um, you know, member federation participation agreements and alignment agreements. And we've been doing this for, you know, uh, 100 years, basically. Um, what needs to be done is you should have an independent group now who are actually looking at what the optimal governance structure for the game is. Because don't forget, the last governance review and, if you like, overhaul, um, which brought in this present board and so on, was done in an environment of tremendous difficulty. Huge political issues, you know, where the lowies were, you know, fighting against it. Um, you know, the clubs were trying to exert their power. Um, and I'm not sure how the clubs are involved in this uh, technical development committee. As you know, you've got the A-League now sitting on the side. Mm -hmm. So how do you implement, you know, any, any recommendations out of a youth development or a technical um, advisory panel would need to be largely um, implemented into the professional game. So how does that, I don't think any of them are involved in it. So how does that work? So all of these stakeholders went through this really a fraud and, tense and difficult couple of years uh, trying to come to what is a compromise uh, for Australian football to move forward. That's had its own issues. It's far from perfect. And it's 
massively overladen with committees. Uh, there's something like 30 plus committees um, that the game has to deal with now at the national level. That's a huge amount of expenditure of time, of resources, of energy. Uh, what is the optimal structure? And you know, as we've said many times before, in my view, what needs to happen is people need to question how the game is structured from top to bottom and whether we need all of these different levels of politics, all of these boards, all of these elected boards, which means that in each, at each level, from the states down, you've got, you've got decisions made, being made every day based on the compromise in order to be elected and or maintained on that board. That's one of the main problems that the game has. So this concept that we talked about last week about the best interests of the game, making um, decisions in the national interest uh, is always compromised. And so now, now what's happened in recent years, we're talking about sharing of resources from, from the national federation with the uh, member federations in the states. So to try and create economies of scale. Okay, so that means we might be able to share marketing resources across all of us. So that we don't, you know, we don't have to have a, a uh, you know, director of marketing in every state, for instance. So economies of scale and saving costs at a time when obviously that's premium is only one part of it. What you really need is to remove the, the politicization of the game. So that people are able to make genuinely independent decisions in the interests of everyone. And we're not there yet. We actually, we never have been. So now's the time to actually introduce, implement that, or at least have that discussion. Uh, and the, the players nationally and, and those with, you know, a strong platform and, um, you know, credibility and the ability to talk, it's fantastic to see them actively getting involved. Wonderful. It's been long overdue. Um, it's happened piecemeal from time to time, but hopefully this is the start of something new. Hopefully this is the start of players saying, well, we're not going to be quiet. We're going to do something. Uh, but, you know, I'd be urging them also to make sure that they get organised, talk about what the bigger issues are the games, and don't, don't um, if you like, get distracted um, to, to put all of your energy into just technical development. That's only one aspect. In fact, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really important aspect, but in terms of the overall position of the game and where the professional game is and where... Uh, you know, all of the rest of the ecosystem is, to the cost of play, to the political nature of the game, to getting the best people into positions to make decisions so you don't need constant committees every five years. All of that stuff is far, far more important right now than is youth development and, and uh, you know, technical expertise. I couldn't agree more, Foz. It's certainly only one piece of a very big and, and fractured puzzle at the moment. The, the whole of the game needs to be reformed. Uh, I can't thank you enough for your time. Again, SBSG football analyst Craig Foster. Appreciate it and we'll talk again soon.